podcast. What's it called? Don't worry. Bye. Happy with Harriet Diver. Here's my podcast. My podcast. Hello, Jive Bunnies. It. <laughs> Sounded like bloody Tony Blackburn, then, didn't I? It's fine to say that, isn't he? Is he one of the ones? He looks like he'd be one of the ones, but I don't think he is one of the ones. You know, one of the one of the ones. Do you know what I mean? Jay, hey, do you? Hello, episode twenty-four. Up in here, up in here. You're gonna make me up the fool. Oh, so brilliant, actually. So really good. Because I was, like I said last week, I've been floundering into a position of television. And I love TV. I would say I am a... I'll say it's a couch potato, but I don't really watch it on the sofa. I like to stand to watch my television. Like a goggle-eyed flamingo. Yeah, I, lo- I, I watch a lot of telly. And I and do you know what? I've spent years going on and slagging off stuff like Big Brother and stuff like that. It's People like say it's the most vacuous, vile thing of all. And it is, but I still watch it. Although I don't watch the um, pedestrian one anymore. I stick to the... Cel- and to be fair, I haven't watched one to the end in a very long time. I watched the first few episodes and then... Because the one I watched, the one just gone with uh, Sarah Harding. Wow, the poor girl. That's the thing as well, actually. Maybe that's another reason why... No, I think you like to tell yourself that that's, this is a reason why you don't watch it as much anymore, but I don't think you're actually that much of a good person, are you? Because, obviously, Sarah Harding, I don't think she was of... I don't think she was of a particularly sound mind to go into the house. She was really, really vulnerable. She obviously had problems with... Well, as well, I've never known a series, the current one, for people to be struggling in the evenings while everyone's drinking because they've been in and out of rehab and she clearly had problems but was still drinking and then pulled a nanny been in and out of so it was just quite painful to watch really and I, and you do think like when I went for Big Brother years ago and I got very far I think I've told you this story and like all my brother's stories and but then you also say I'll tell you the same stories over and again and then proceed to tell the same stories over and over again. no well I'll tell you this quickly um, what it comes down to is that I was not ready to be bloody in it at all. The, the what's it called? The site. I went to this hotel with glass walls. Well, I've never seen anything like it. In, in, in fact, I have seen something like it. I once watched a uh, a program of what happened to Gareth Gates, and his apartment was similar. Had glass walls. Anyway, so I went to see the psychiatrist there. I mean, he didn't bloody ask me anything, really, about... And I definitely wasn't of sound mind. Yeah, but I think he might have lied. Did I lie? Oh, it's it's possible that I lied. Anyway, and also, in 2000... And, well, fuck knows what year it was. With Nikki Graham, when she was in Big Brother, there was no way that she was of, of, of sound mind to go... You say of sound mind, like, I mean, you know what I mean, of a, ment- of a mental state. That's the same thing. She was, like, ill with her eating and that. So ill. That's why she's so thin, because she was, like, fed for a tube and stuff. Shouldn't have gone into there. And then it was really sweet, actually, because the second time she went in, 
really good friends with Vanessa Fouts and Vanessa Fouts was like helping her with her food and stuff. In those things, are, you know, if you've got a confidant in those things, then you're a lot better. Because when I was in the trial house, I got on well with this guy, and then, oh my God, he threw a right tantrum, stormed out on the first couple of nights. I was gutted. And then I didn't really get on with anyone else. But the weird thing is, I get on now with the people, because you're sort of bonded in a in a unique, in, in a unique, wait, wait, wait a minute, I don't even know how I've got on to all of this. About how I love television. Oh, yeah. So I've made myself, like, usually I'd convince myself, well, I really could watch a bit of TV whilst you eat your lunch. And then I'd happily let myself watch a whole hours of whole hour of something. And then if I was then going to watch an episode afterwards, I'd be like, well, it's a long lunch, isn't it? But this time I watched exactly the amount of television that it took me to eat my food. And then I stopped. And then I've just carried on. So I'm going to just work because my boyfriend's got tomorrow off. So I'm thinking... If I can justify spending tomorrow with my boyfriend, then I should work extra hard today. So that's that's the one. It's a lot of good telly. And I'll tell you this, what I love, this is another proper trashy programme, is um, Celebs Go Dating. Oh, bloody love it. People that like their old school comedy, you know, Les Dawson, Charlotte Dawson, his daughter, is on it. And oh my God, she is... Do you remember when Zoe Ball presented the radio? Does she still? I don't know. And uh, the word ladette first came out. Charlotte Dawson is proper, like, proper lives her life. From what I've seen on it, she lives her life like she's on a club 18 to 30s holiday, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But I love, I really like her. Because you don't get many proper northern characters on, on telly. And because she's in with all the other, all the celebrities like Callum Best, who's just got no personality whatsoever, but thinks he's the ultimate bance dog. Oh, and all this, oh, I'm such a gentleman. This is like, no. You're so shallow, so rude, so boring, and your face looks like it's been, like it's a balloon stretched across a pug's head. I didn't know I felt this strongly about it. No, I just don't, I just don't like it. I just hate people that constantly say, I'm such a nice guy, I'm such a nice guy. It's like, no. Because we can see. We're watching the programme, and he's... Stood this girl up, done it, and his standards like ridiculous. He'd never been in love, never been in love with anyone other than himself, honestly. And then, what this um this girl said that when he walked in like, on their date because their dates like rate them afterwards. She said when he walked in, I thought he was a five, but then as the night went on, he was an eight, and then he's he's like he can't he just can't take. A joke or bants, he's like, a five, how dare she? She should be so lucky, like, all of this business. And then he probably, like, throws his toys out the pram. There was this um, one girl who um, who went on a date with him and because he likes them young. Of course, these guys always like them young. Oh, why do you like them young? Because they're, they're, because they're more likely to have less opinions when they're, like, young. I mean, how old? He's so much older than he says he is as well. And then, um, so he's gone on a date with this girl and she's given as good as she gets, which he's not used to. And then halfway through, she's like, oh, I actually met met you before. And she says that she was on a night out in Edinburgh and then a barman, um, a bouncer sort of took her aside and goes, oh, there's a drink for you outside. Like, to go, oh, this guy's giving you a drink, he's outside. And then he was waiting, like, on the fire escape outside for her. 
and um, he expected her to say that she was like rude or whatever and she just said yeah I just thought he was so arrogant and then he proper just couldn't he couldn't deal with that and was and was like pretty much oh I've got I've got to go I've, I've got a flight that I've got to be on just shut up you absolute bomber clock so yeah so like I said I just don't know how I've, how I've got into that I've been watching the new drama Liar on uh, it's very interesting actually I I'm expecting a very big twist Let's just say that. Oh, speaking of big twists, you know, a film I watched the other day, The Departed. That's good. Oh, and I've, I've been reading this. Remember I told you about if you go on a Kindle and you just type in free books, there's so many. I read this book called Little Boy Found, and it's totally free, and it's fucking brilliant. I couldn't, I didn't guess. I've, I'm, I'm a natural guesser, and I guessed all over the shop. None of my guesses were right, so... Well, I'm eating one weird cup of tea. Bloody... Right, I'll tell you this. I bloody love Aldi, but they need to change their packaging. It's the almond milk and the soy milk packaging is exactly the same. So I'm now having a cup of tea with almond milk in it because I thought it was soy milk, which I've done before. And uh, it just tastes like you've put... It's like got a cup of tea with a Weetabix in it. Not good. Not a good Aldi. Sorted out. And me and my boyfriend both done this now. Picked up the wrong bloody thing. And he's even gone, oh, I'll make sure I don't and then done it. What a life. What a life, eh? What a bloody life. I'm going to London at the weekend, which I'm excited about because it's this filming thing that I've been telling you about before, but I'm also very nervous because London makes me very nervous. I find London a lot more palatable when my travel and my hotel and that is all sorted out because when, when you have to sort stuff like that out, and I totally get, like, especially when you're newer in comedy, I'm not new anymore. When when you're newer, you know, you, you have to do your graft. So you have to go to London for your no money, figure it out. But it's so expensive, it's so stressful, you don't know where you're going to be, you don't know what you're going to do. And, and because as well, usually I'll stay with a friend when I'm in London. And that, when you've got bad mental health, that bloody offers a extra battle because I, I just hate putting people out. I don't like being in... Like, anywhere that isn't my own bed, you feel like you can't... Not that I particularly will come and go. But, well, you just you just feel like a burden. Especially when my friend that I usually stay with is so sort of... She'll, she'll go to the gym at six o'clock in the morning. I mean, how are we friends? And she's so on the go. So I feel like when you're around someone that's on the go, you don't want to be like, you know, like a like a waffle underneath their feet. Do you know what I mean? And then I think people need to accept that people are different. And I know so many people have, like, I know this is said with the greatest of intentions, but the the guy that's, that's, that I'm doing the, the filming for is trying to help me because obviously he knows that I don't gig in London all that much. But the thing is, what sometimes you need to think is, is this this way on purpose? Has this person planned this? But then I, sh- I guess I should say, so bless him. So he's thinking that, because I don't give gig in London that much, that I want to be. So he's like, oh, so you should go around with this. So this comedian's gigging here. So you should go with them to this gig because it's one of the best gigs and blah, blah, blah. So basically he's encouraging me to mingle. But, oh God, like that. So the filming and that, I have no problem whatsoever with doing 
at all. It's it's the mingling that is potentially going to be put on me. And I'm, well, I'm just going to have to make an excuse. I, well, I thought about... So, because I plan to just stay in, in my hotel room and do some writing. And then, and as well, because I don't want to go out, out, because I've got filming on the Sunday as well. So I just wanted to stay in and go over the lines and stuff like that. But then, um, but then I thought, well, maybe I should go to see some comedy and, and oh, mingle. I'm just not really a mingler. So then I got in touch with my friend Kelly, who I usually stay with, just to, to maybe like go for some tea in the evening. And then I don't know, maybe go to a comedy club or something. But to know just the, oh, just the thought of mingling and and going out. I just sort of had it all planned out and I hate being, um, what's the word, expected or, but I, but that's the thing, when it's, when someone said something with the nicest of intentions and then you just feel like, wow, do you know what I was going to say, then they might think, well, this person's lazy or, but I know I'm not lazy, I just don't, I don't know. Well, like I said last time, the the big, the, the clubby gigs, they're just not, it's not really for me. I want to. Well, I think you have by accident. Though. You are sort of an, an alternative beast, really. It's just how how you are, really. We had the we had the kids at the weekend. So the second youngest boy is eleven, and well, he was sort of like going. I think he's going for a very strange phase. He was sort of like I had the duvet over him, and then was sort of like grabbing his dick and thrusting it at us which was just very concerning and then um and then yesterday i looked on youtube for something and um there was the list of what the previous searches have been so they're always like how do you make slimes always slime recipes and then uh, another one <laughs> i've been searching for was my neck, my back. It was doing you know that song. My neck, my back, lit my pussy, and my crap. No, boys, you can't be listening to that. And who's listening to that? In fact, it's quite funny because there is a comedian that does a bit about that, and I always think, hey, that song is seventeen years old. Like, get a new bit, write a new bit. And then, but now with with the kids looking for it, I'm like, well, this bit is actually a lot more current than I thought it was. That's bad though, isn't it? That's like saying, like, oh, do you remember? So, so, what's, what's happened this week? Oh, yeah, 9 11. Then doing a bit about that. I really think my neck, my back is, well, it's similar time sort of thing. So, yeah, so what's on news? Oh, this one I thought was quite good. Especially with the amount of like, homelessness and that in the minute. Like, you know, I don't think it's talked about enough when people sort of turn themselves around. So, so there was this woman, and she was drinking at 13, pregnant at 15, on heroin heroin at 18. She was homeless, all of that, like proper injecting and all of that. And uh, her kids got taken away from her, and she spent another night shooting up. And then, I don't know what it was, though. She hasn't really said in it, because usually I think you do need, like, an epiphany moment. But she, well, she just maybe that was the kids taken in care, but she just needed another night of it. And so there was a charity, a Welsh charity called Teen Challenge, who was put in a Welsh rehab centre. 
if it's easier if you're a teenager to be put in a rehab center. I wonder if you haven't got lots of money, what sort of ordeal it is, how difficult it is. And then, yeah, so then she spent two and a half years getting clean, discovering her own self-worth, and now she's started a, a charity, Street Connect, a charity who help drug addicts into rehab. Rehab. That's just... And the kids are helping out, and got the kids back in the kids' lives. No, so I was looking to see if, it, if there was an epiphany. She just says, one morning after I'd been up the whole night, I prayed to God for his help and decided to take action. Oh, yeah, she'd met the uh, lady from Teen Challenge, who she'd met two years before when her mum had been trying to get her help. Oh, just trying to get her help. I thought it said, when her mum was trying to get help, I thought, bloody hell, not a mum as well. And she married the guy. So she married the guy, the guy who's now running her charity with her. She met him in rehab. Oh, and they also the charity that she works for. Oh, brilliant! They got a, a flat for people coming out of rehab and do outreach work on the streets and offer a wide range of counselling services. That's brilliant. Yeah, I read this thing about how. I didn't realise that Ken Loach did a film in like nineteen sixty something. Harriet, was that is that right? Nineteen Well did a film years ago about homelessness and everyone was so shocked and and then sort of there was it was there was an active sort of turnaround and people making more changes and being more aware of it. And then it's only because now fucking are you looking at any cities and it's absolutely fucked. And it's only really the last seven years that it's got... Because people have always been homeless, but, you know, the last seven years it's got ridiculous. And do you think that coincides with the Tory government? Uh, well, yes. Yeah, it's sad. Really sad. To do more for homeless. Because as well, I always think whenever anyone does anything for charity, it's always cancer and stuff. And obviously, cancer's a nightmare and very important to help with that and all. But... I don't know, I just think there's never enough done for homeless people. Sadly, as well, I think a lot of people just don't really see them as people a lot of the time. Like, you can read so many things and the homeless people will be like, yeah, it would just be nice if people sort of acknowledged us or say hello or whatever. And I've noticed if ever I, you know, whenever I say hello, it always seems shocked. Apparently... Right, so I read this article saying if you sleep well, it has a far more profound impact on well-being than a significant pay rise, according to new research. But I think whoever found this out, I think all the people must have been on all right money anyway. Because if you're on shit money and then can suddenly suddenly live okay, then that's going to be cause you a lot more happiness. Yeah, what was it saying? And also, those that are satisfied with their sex lives feel secure in their jobs and are connected to their community were also disproportionately likely likely to rank at the top of a new well-being measure, the the Living Well Index. Oh, fucking noise, you little shit. Yeah, income had little impact on how well people felt the, the researchers found with a 50% pay rise 
lifting a well-being score by just 0.5. Fuck off. Well, although, sometimes I lose doing this. I don't know whether that makes sense. Oh, saw this one. Bloody hell. This, so this guy wanted to buy this land, but an energy firm ended up buying it because they've got more money. So he cut down all their trees. They were going to use the trees to, like, conjure more power. So find him. They've sued him. £100,000 for their trees. Oh, dear. Right, I'm going to go. Thank you so much, as always. If you like what I do, check out my my places of focus. If you like what I do, check out my Facebook, my Instagram, my... Oh, well, if you like what I do want me to do more, check out my Patreon. Check out my cards on Etsy. God, Eric, you're all right, wheeler dealer. You got it all going on. I put it too. Bloody do, pal. Right. All the best. 24, 24, 24, 24. Was it a ball? Did you fall on the floor? It's 24, 24. I can see what's happening. What? They don't have a clue. They're falling in love and here's the bottom line. Our trio's down to two. Ow. That was my podcast. My podcast. Thanks for listening. Download. Share. Tell your pal at the shop. Don't worry. Bye. Happy. My podcast. My podcast.